Hey guys, what is up? I'm Kelsey McLaride. Welcome back to another episode of Legging Out over here on Spotify, but actually live on Live Me. And I am with my co guest today. Magnesium Mike. Sleazy Rodriguez. Maddie Rage. And we have an extremely special guest. Mm hmm. Steve-O, and he's here with us. He is a awesome gamer right from the app LiveMe, and he's our special guest today. And he's our first topic of today's subjects, which is pretty interesting. Yes, Steve-O. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you like to introduce so, yourself? I would. Uh, yeah. So, as you said, I'm Steve-O So Evil. I am a music artist, uh, just separated from the military, and I am a LiveMe streamer and gamer. Appreciate you for letting me be on the show. We're happy to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. All right. So, let's get down so, to it. Yeah. so what got you into gaming, Steve? Um, in general, what got me into gaming was honestly my family, like my cousins and my dad. Um, all my cousins, it seems like everybody had a Sega Genesis back when I was a kid. Like that was the Hell yeah, yeah. That was the that's my favorite system. Um, so that's my favorite system. Right. Um, so I don't know why, or maybe it was just a favorite game, but my cousins all had Sonic One and Two. Like that's all we would play is just Sonic, and it oh, it was yeah. so fun because like my favorite um my favorite mode of Sonic was like you know you know like when you're in the tunnel and you have to like go and, and find the gym and stuff. That was like my favorite part of playing that. Yeah, yeah. All the, the special yeah, stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and for my dad, the when, when my dad had the Sega Genesis, I used to play um, Streets of Rage and Road Rash. Those were like my two favorite games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, thank you for the virtual yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much in, in general what got me into gaming with was my dad and my cousins. When I started gaming, um, you know, I had Game Boy Advance, I had a, a DS, I had a GameCube. So uh, I pretty much had some of the older systems, not like Nintendo 64 or anything, but that's pretty much when I started, like two, early 2000s, when I started getting game systems. Um, as far as Live Me, um, Live Me, they started their um, game beta testing in May of 2017, and so I figured, okay, I'm already streaming on here. Why don't I, why don't I just sign up and just try it out, whatever? And I was one of the only. I think there was like a hundred people at that time that got selected in order to actually do it, and so I got approved. And I did um, "Don't Tap the White Piano Tiles," which is a, a fun little game. And um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember was, that. Yeah, it was it was dope. Um, it was fun. I was doing that for a bit. Uh, and the only reason why I did that game specifically is because back then, when they first started, they only had a few games that you could do um, in order to, like, test it out. And Don't Tap the Piano Tiles was one of the games because I didn't play Fortnite. Um, I played Call of Duty, but, like, I didn't have a console at the time. So I was like, you know what? It's on my phone. You can do mobile. I'm going to do it. And so from there, once they expanded it and opened it to... The, the rest of the community, that's when I switched to Minecraft, and I've been a Minecraft streamer here on Live Me ever since then. Pretty much ever since um, June of 2017. Nice. Sweet. Wow. So three years streaming on Live Me. I'm sorry, what'd you say? That's three years streaming on Live Me. Oh, yeah. 
Yep, I was here right from the beginning, and I mean, I, I wouldn't change it because it's awesome. Nice. That's cool. Pretty sure. Um, so you've been gaming, you know, basically all of your life. That's pretty awesome. Pretty much. Um, now, uh, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm not really an interviewer. <laughs> I'm usually the one answering questions. Uh, it. Have you ever speed run before? Have I ever speed run? Because, um, I yeah, have. because because you, you're playing Sonic and you're playing Tap the Piano Tiles. Those are both like speed games almost. I'm curious, like, do you do you have a an interest or a background in speed running? Um, as far as Don't Tap the White Tiles, there is a mode where you have like. I think it's like you can choose like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, or like 30 seconds, and you can like see how fast you can tap the tiles. I have done that. But as far as like an actual speed run, the only game that I have attempted to speed run was Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. <laughs> it was so Very like, cool. I, I, I remember actually, it was like two months ago or three months ago when I, um, I looked up multiple speedrunning videos and Minecraft, of course. Um, I've looked up multiple speedrunning videos of Donkey Kong Country, and I just I don't want to say I can't do it, but the thing with <clears throat> speedruns is there's like different there's like different ways to speedrun because some people they'll speedrun and they have cheats, which is totally legal. You can do that, but they just like blow through yeah. the game. But for me, yeah, yeah. a speed run is okay. I'm gonna actually play the level and then go through it and see how fast I can do it. I don't want to use the cheats, even though it's faster, you know. Right. So yeah, the only game that I've uh, attempted to speed run was um, just Donkey Kong because with with Minecraft, I mean, I've seen plenty of speed runs with Minecraft. I, I pretty much know almost everything about Minecraft. I have like every version of Minecraft, even Minecraft Dungeons. But um, I just I never wanted to speed run it because. Minecraft is a it's not a game to speed run like there's no point you, you take right. the time yeah. you craft your tools you make your base you know which obviously is going to take you more than once or twice or 10 times and then you might move to a different location and you just it takes a lot of patience and time you can't speed run that. Yeah. Now, can, can you can you actually beat Minecraft or is there is it one of those games where you can't beat it it's just Oblivion. like constantly you you can still keep playing there's a way to win because you have to okay so are you familiar with like the way to get to the end of Minecraft or no uh, I am but explain it to Mike yeah just <laughs> okay, perfect. no you're good so basically here's what you do so, of course, in general, there's two different versions of Minecraft, right? You have your creative mode, and you also have your regular survival mode. Um, there is adventure mode, too, but that's, like, for maps that are already made. You can, like, you can't really open certain things or do certain things. But the, but the main two modes are creative and survival. So creative, obviously, that's where you can just do whatever you want. With survival, you load into a world, right? You have your seed. You generate your random, random seed, and you plop in. And basically, from start to finish, here's what you have to do. You have to start by not punching out wood, right? Once you punch out the wood, you can then craft a uh, crafting bench. When you make your crafting bench, then you have to go through and, and make your tools using the various wood um, planks and all that kind of stuff and get stone and get seeds to, to make props and kill animals. Not not in a bad way, but, you know, you got to survive. Um, yeah, so, the fun way. <laughs> right, the fun way. 
But, but no animals are harmed in no, the, in no, the, no, in the playing of Minecraft. In the making of Minecraft. <laughs> um, yeah. In the playing of Minecraft. Right. Now. So you so you get your food, uh, and then you craft way more tools. You craft like furnaces and and all that kind of stuff, and different various benches for like maps and all that. So that way you can you know survive in the game. Basically, from there you don't have to make a, a space to live, but Unless you want to deal with mobs like creepers and skeletons, it's you know it's usually something you should do. Uh, for me personally, I like building underground because for one, I have infinite resources, infinite stone, I'm good to go. For two, there's ores, and for three, I don't have to build a roof or a floor. There's already a roof and a floor because yeah, a cave. You know, if you build on ground, then you have to build the whole entire thing, which is cool, but you know, whatever. Um, so basically, to continue on. Once you have, you know, your decent living quarters and you can, you have a good supply of food and everything, then you want to get enough tools so that way you can make the nether, right? In order to make the nether, you have to have, um, I believe it's 10 pieces of, of, of obsidian, which you do need diamonds for, uh, and then you also need your flint and steel. You make the nether, boom, you go into the nether, now you have to find another uh, a fortress, and then once you find the fortress, you can then get the blaze rods from a blaze. What's up, vampire goddess? You can get the the blaze rods. Once you get the blaze rods, you also have to get ender pearls from Enderman. And you put the blaze rods and the ender pearls together. When you put those two together, right, you have eye of enders. Lastly, you have to go and you, you need more than, I would say it's good to have 15 to 20 ender pearls and make 12 of those, 10 or 12 of those eye of enders. But you have to use the ender pearls and throw them, and they will go and find the uh, end portal for you. Okay, and then lastly, once you find the end portal, then you have to place all the eye enders in the remaining um, in the remaining places. You'll go through, and then you have to defeat the ender dragon. Once you defeat the ender dragon, you grab the egg, and you go back through that last portal, and it spits you back out where you were, and then you just play. It sounds like a walk in the park. <laughs> See, Minecraft was always one of those games I was just never good at. And that's coming from somebody who used to coach kids how to play Minecraft. It was just not my thing, <laughs> you know? Right. People were like, oh, Kelsey, so, how do you build, like, a portal to another world? I'm like, I don't know. Put some blocks together and hope that it works. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, like, on, on average, how long would that whole endeavor kind of take? If you're oh. if you're really taking your time and because you're the thing is you're going to need tools you're going to need armor so that means you have to find iron yeah. you're not gonna defeat the Ender Dragon in two seconds you know it's it's a big boss so you're gonna need food you're gonna need armor and you're gonna need tools that's gonna take time um, most people depending on where you spawn into you have to go and you may have to find a ravine or you may have to find a cave where you can get your tools because honestly getting the, the crops and the food and stuff is not hard you just have to find a village or there's seeds everywhere you just have to break grass um so that's more easier but i would say if you really just stick with it probably a couple hours honestly if you get the right map in the right location and you just stick with it and just don't waste your time trying to like customize oh well I want these blue blocks here, but oh, maybe I really want it over there. If you just build something small and you just go from there, probably a couple hours realistically. I'll test that out for you and see. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do a speed run. That's pretty cool. Do it 10 times and give us the average. I'm sorry, we're doing <laughs> I said do it 10 times and then give us the average. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs>
Yeah. Hey, Steve, do you deal with a lot of kids, like, kind of annoying you and bothering you online? Like, because I know a lot of younger kids play, like, Minecraft. Do you have to deal with a lot of, a lot of that? When I first started doing Minecraft in June of 2017, that was slightly an issue because I don't mind playing with people. Like, if you, it, it honestly, it's fun to do a solo map because you can make everything yours, but it's like three times as fun when you play with other people because now, you know, hey, you go gather wood. Hey, you go gather food. I'll work on the base. And now everything's, you know, it's quicker, right? Um, now, as far as with kids and stuff, I never minded playing with younger people, but yes, I have had to remove some people because, or kids rather, even adults, some of them adults, because they just, I don't know what makes it so fun, but if you wouldn't burn someone's stuff in real life, why would you do it in a game, you know? So basically, <laughs> you, can, you can take a point and steal. And you can, like, light it anywhere. You can light the grass on fire. You can light the, the house on fire, whatever. So you just take it and flick it, and then everything just comes into flames and stuff. And, like, we've had to put out fires, and it's like, why would you do that? Like, if I did that to your build, you'd be mad at me. <laughs> mm, right. You know? Oh, God. Right. You know, it's, it's actually – it's funny that Mike brought that point up because um, one of our topics for today is actually the, the difference between aging and um, the – multi-generational age gaps which is actually a pretty interesting topic overall that was a perfect segue and uh i know i know steve you mentioned that you got into gaming a lot because of the members of your family right you said that like your uncles and your cousins and everybody was playing video games a lot Mm -hmm. right and uh yeah i mean the, the the same for me actually you know my actually believe it or not my mom got me into playing video games um she got a nes uh for a baby shower gift when i was born and like legend of zelda and rocked me with her foot while she's sitting there playing legend of zelda so right that was uh, yeah that was that was great and you know my sister saved up for a genesis when we were kids and one of the first games she got obviously was uh sonic one and two Right. And then the other thing too, and I, I got really excited when you said it, was Streets of Rage. Right. So we had Streets of Rage. We never had one, we, we, I, I, but we had two and three. Yep. And uh, yeah, we played the hell out of those. So um, <clears throat> yeah, and I think I think now, like I, I think like gaming has just become so so widespread, and even like um, you know games that are super accessible like minecraft and uh like even stuff like candy crush or or like you know clash of clans or whatever people are playing on their phones have really like bridged the gap where even the um average age of a player uh the average age of a video game player is 31 mm-hmm. now which is significantly higher than it used to be in the 80s when it was pretty much kids and teenagers right so um so like like do you do you notice just like in your kind of travels and working through um uh you know but like like do you see like an uptick in a certain age group when you're playing a certain game or is it pretty much spread out throughout like your entire repertoire i feel like nowadays it's very spread out it kind of realistically it it in a sense does depend on the game because obviously when you think of Fortnite, you do think of kids. Or when you think of Roblox, you do think of kids. But at the same time, I've seen adults. And, and I, on YouTube, I watch adults play Minecraft. You know, the mumbo-jumbo, yep. Iskall, Green. They're all, well, I think 
Mumbo's older than me, but yeah, they're you know all of them. They're all older than me. They play Minecraft. Um, there's mm. plenty of like Ninja. I think he's older than me. He's obviously people know him for playing Fortnite and stuff. So, um, I, I I think it just nowadays it's so generalized to play any game you want. Um, and part of that I think is just with streaming too. Not to not to really change the topic, but like even with streaming. Streaming nowadays is so general because I feel like everybody has the ability to become a star, you know what I'm saying? So whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult, I mean, obviously, yes, you don't necessarily want to watch a kid play a game or watch a kid stream because they're a kid, you know? People are going to look at you like, what? But at the same time, I mean, you know, back when I was 13 and I was doing music and stuff, plenty of people listened to me, but it's because I had that mindset of, you know, I'm not just a kid. This is what I'm doing. Take a chance to listen to me. So I feel like it's very general. It's not specified by age anymore, depending on the game. Um, sure. You know. Yeah, it's it's actually the best way I ever heard it described. Like when, when Minecraft first came out, and I, you know, I, I didn't really get into it, mm -hmm. but I got into it for a little bit just to try it out. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is kind of cool, but I don't know if I get it. And somebody goes, it's Legos. I'm like, oh, okay. Ah, I, I get it now. Now I get it. Now I get it. And it completely, and I mean, that's like an over, that's an oversimplification because it's so much more than that. But right. I was like, okay, now I get the appeal. You know, it's literally, it's, it's, it's your imagination and you can do whatever you want, you know, and, and that kind of, and I'm like, okay, now I get why it's so popular. Now I get why. You can also be as creative as you want, right? It's like, it's, it's a big game for being creative. You could, there's so much stuff you could do and put your, your touch on everything you do to make it unique. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm a huge game of Thrones fan and there, and there's people who build the, like all the cities and, and like different <laughs> from game of thrones have you been in minecraft down to like ridiculous details and it's just like it the the the, the, uh, the availability where it's like now it's it's a mix between like you're playing a game but you're also being an artist at the same time and it's like right it's, yeah. it's unbelievable it's, un it's unbelievable that like you know you can you can do that where now like games are making you the artist right you know yeah. It's actually it's, it's you can never really do that like previously. Yeah, yeah that, it's actually a little bit funny. Um, one of the streamers on Live Me who primarily streams Fortnite, um, he his second best partner that he plays Fortnite with all the time is his dad, and his dad is good, is that's, good at the game, so and right. it's it's amazing that's to watch. You know, even though he's a fully grown man, but his second partner is his dad, and they don't live near each other. That's kind of really cool to think about. Imagine, imagine coming home and being like, "Hey, you know, Dad, call. I mean, you know, Xbox DM me. Let's play some Call of Duty together when you get home right. from work." Right. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's that's very interesting, in my opinion. See, my my dad's a big gamer as well, but um. He doesn't play online games, and I think he kind of resorts more to like old school PS2 games, along with um, Solitaire, which is his all-time favorite. But last time I checked, they shut down the PS2 online servers last year, so mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I don't think we can play together anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it's cool too because I think like our you know our generation too, you know people in their in their you know twenties and thirties now. Um, who grew up with video games as opposed to it being like more niche like these you know 
people are playing video games with their kids right off the bat mm-hmm. as soon as they can pick up controllers. Right. And I know uh, that's such a good connection you can share with like a parent. Yeah, it's incredible. Like my, my friend when yeah. when his son you know mm-hmm. turned seven or eight, he was playing Call of Duty with them, mm-hmm. and yeah. they had you know really great bonding sessions mm-hmm. and. and um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that, you know, I had that experience when I was a kid playing with my mom, mm-hmm. but that was not a common experience for people to have, you know, maybe your brother, or your sibling, but you know, now you have generations of families mm-hmm. that are now playing video games together. And it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's really exciting. Right. And one thing I will add, I can't, I can't even fathom that, like with my like father and mother, like they're so like, they don't even know what a video game is. So it's so crazy to like have that connection and like. To like be able to do that with a parent, that's cool. Right. Though. One thing I will add too, uh, Kelsey, I know that you were talking about it earlier because you were mentioning the PS5 and the Xbox X series. Um, hi, Tabby. So I I was watching um IGN on Snapchat, and the reason why apparently that they design those systems, those consoles like that, is because they're trying to move. In, in a direction where consoles look more like home accents than just regular consoles. And so with that yeah. in mind, you know, just like, for example, like, I mean, I don't, I don't play PlayStation. Sorry. I play Xbox, but like, obviously like with the, <laughs> with the Xbox one, it was, you can play movies, you could stream things, you can, you know, it wasn't just for gaming. It was a home entertainment system. So the fact sure. that it's a home entertainment system, hey kids, let's come watch a movie on the Xbox, you know? So now you guys watch a movie and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, mom, dad, can we play such and such? And so now it goes from a from a movie system or a DVD player, Blu-ray player to a game system. And then, you know, you want to watch TV, okay, let's go stream Hulu, whatever, you know? Yeah, it's a literal it's like an all around family. Yep. I would like yeah. to know PlayStation 2, best DVD player ever created. I totally agree with that, and I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it like the one station, kind of like the entertainment station, literally trying to turn it into an NES, like, you know, an entertainment yeah. system station area where everybody can kind of gather, watch movies, play games. And I, I get that. To me, it just looks like a bad suit idea. You know, like you thought about wearing it. You weren't sure if you were going to wear it. You committed. You got to the party and you regretted it. Like, that's what it looks like to me in my opinion. Like, I personally, the way my stream room or the way my entire house is set up is very minimalist. And it's very, very smooth. My entire house runs very smooth. Everybody's been to my house except for Steve-O. Like, everything's kind of open and very, like, airish but if i was to go out and buy this xbox which i will be doing and when i do buy the ps5 i'm gonna have to think to myself okay where am i gonna put this where people aren't gonna stare at it and be like oh wow that's right. it's also clearly a giant so... piece of entertainment mm-hmm. yeah. well yeah and, and that's and that's the thing too like like you know i mean we, we we're coming to the we talked last week about you know cross cross-platform and everything like that where like you know now like it's it's all in one it really is you, know, yeah. you can watch movies you can you know um it was funny when when the uh uh you know the ps3 was a heavy hitter i mean the ps2 was a heavy hitter because it had the dvd and then the next generation you had the hd dvd and blu-ray which we all know how that ended up <laughs> and um <laughs> and uh you know it's and now with the you know ps4 and the xbox one i mean netflix hulu you know hbo go I mean, they're all apps that you can play all that stuff right on your on your console. It's mm-hmm. literally 
you know, a one-stop shop. With this now, it's all it's all apps. Yeah. There's no more cable or anything. It's just all apps. Like, that's did you do. guys? Did you guys? Do you guys have any games when you were growing up that you loved so much you specifically wanted them to turn it into a newer game, a newer like a remake or remaster? I have. Yes, Michael. <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl, which they remade for Xbox and then remade for PS4. So they actually so your dream that. came true. Exactly. I would mm. say if there was a game that came out back then that I want them to remake now, I would have to say Metroid. Uh, Metroid. As weird as it sounds, I played Metroid on my DS and on my GameCube. I had Metroid Echoes 1 and 2. I don't know. I don't know if there's any like recent Metroid games, but like Metroid was one of those games that was like, it was just cool. You know, it, it's not anything super crazy. It's not Call of Duty. It's not Minecraft, but like it's just it's Metroid. It's you know, it was hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's explorative. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's you know, there's so many secrets in it. Yeah, right. it was great. That, yeah, Metroid for me, was a I great like, game. I like strategy games because I like to think. So, like, I remember with with Metroid, you know, you had you started off where this where the spaceship crashed, and you had to like go around the whole map and like unlock different doors, and some doors didn't open because you had to go to a different part of the galaxy and open that door and then come back. And it's like it was so it was time consuming, but it was it was intense. Very puzzleish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I take it right right now. I've been I've. I, I have an itch for F Zero. There has not been a new F Zero game since GameCube, two thousand three. Hmm. I think is when no. it came out. VR. They should make it a VR. <laughs> Dude, That'd be that crazy. would be sick. Like right? growing up. Oh, like oh my gosh! I think my, my one of my favorite experiences was being able to play on the F Zero AX arcade cabinet. Um, it's it it's the uh, sister game to the DX GameCube version of it, mm-hmm. and um, uh, actually MAGFest, uh, Music and Gaming Festival, if you haven't heard of it, um, is in Washington area every January, and they they have the like the full sit-in arcade cabinet with the steering wheel and the seat, and it rocks and stuff. Like you have to strap in. That is just an That's amazing right. experience, and I want that. To, I want the next iteration of that. Like I, I, I know it can be done. It just it, like it, it needs to be done. But like Nintendo is, is kind of like we've done what we want to do with it, and like, I yeah, I would love to see a remake of that. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a bunch of other games that I can think of, but like that's one that. I can think of that like needs it desperately. For sure. Yeah. What about you, Rodriguez? I, I would say a remake of Xenogears. Okay. Um, yeah. Which interesting uh, they, choice. They, they made spiritual successors in the Xenoblade and and Xenosaga. I never liked them, but uh, for those of you who haven't played Xenogears, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's a PS1 RPG. But it has this really, really unique uh, fighting mechanic where it's an RPG, but you actually use button combos to attack. Um, and it was the story was great, the characters were great, the music was great, everything about it was great, and it just kind of didn't, you know, go anywhere really. Um, and you know, they they did some sequels and they made it kind of, you know, they they kind of lost that 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 
thing that made Xenogears so special, and I think it would be really awesome for them to do an update remake of it. Um, it probably wouldn't be very popular, but I would love it. <laughs> well, you know, it make it yeah, they would make it just for you, you know. I'm happy if if uh, you know uh, SquareSoft comes back and then you know. So see with me. With me personally, I always thought it would be really cool to see Dino Crisis come back with like Regina, except you're yeah. playing in kind of like, I guess, a third person. Like you're playing in a third person perspective in like VR. Imagine playing Dino Crisis in VR. No, that's petrifying. That's, that's so scary. That's petrifying. I, I want to yeah. do it though. I want dinosaurs to attack me in VR. That's literally everything I want to do. That, that'd be cool, like, an updated story, like, Regina's son or daughter, and they're, like, something like that. Like, you know, continuing the story, not just the same old Regina and the dinosaurs. There you go, yeah. Now, Mike, question for you. You're a Castlevania man. If they were to remake Castlevania now, do you think it would be anything like the Netflix show? Uh, yes, only because it got so popular by so many people that I think didn't even really like Castlevania. They just liked anime and they got into it. Like the show got really popular. So that's the bad part though. I feel like they wouldn't care about the first three games for the original Nintendo and they would care more about what everyone wants and it would be more like the anime and they would kind of, I, I just don't, I feel like it wouldn't be like the same as like the original games for like Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I feel like they would lose that, that magicness, and they would just go right to like what people, what they think people want, like the anime. Yeah, Jake, did you see the Castlevania series? Yeah. I did. I I didn't finish um, season three yet, but I did. I, I enjoyed it. And going back to what Stevo said, Castlevania became Metroidvania, where it was so influenced by how awesome Metroid was that it completely changed after. I think Symphony of the Night, I think, was the first one that really went with the style of Metroid. Yep. And that's when I just got so addicted to that series. And, like, there's Portrait of Ruin for the DS, and there's uh, Order of Ecclesia, and, like, all these really awesome games that I really do think that the animated series is kind of more based off that. Um, like, that style, that age of Castlevania, as opposed to, like, the first, you know, the first three uh, second one not counting because I don't think anybody counts the second one, but um, uh, the yeah, like because like like Silpha was was a character in three, I think. Um, so it was Alucard. You could play as Alucard, Silpha, and Grant, but Grant's in the show. Uh, Grant, right? Yeah, Grant. I don't think he's in the show, but um, no. Yeah, not yet. There, there's, I feel like like the the show is you know really popular, and I feel like uh, Netflix um, has really been doing an awesome job with uh, um, just kind of letting these creators do whatever they want. I actually uh, read an interview with uh, the I forgot who, but the guy who did Daredevil, and he said that every day they were sending dailies back to Netflix, like, oh, this is what we this is what we filmed today, and Netflix is like, we don't care, just do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> like just, that's awesome now that just, gives you that gives them you know to be make yeah. them I was, be creative you know? let them do whatever they want there's no boundaries see with yeah. me i'm a little biased against castlevania i love the game a little biased against the people that you know made castlevania majority of us know why i'm a little biased but long story short i was almost hired by the company that made castlevania so my, my bias level's a little bit high you know but um, yeah. I will say this, I did very much enjoy the series, but 
the third season, the ending of the third season, I had no idea where they weird. swung that bat. It was it just out of, <laughs> it was just a baseball coming in from outfield, and it, I had no idea it where this came from. Algard is all of a sudden. Wait, wait, Jake didn't see it. Oh. Yeah, so don't be a spoiler. I haven't seen it either. Alucard is all of a sudden Dracula's son. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, well, I, well, everyone knows that already. But, dude, anyways, the point I'm well, getting let's just, at. Let's just say the third season The third season just went a little wacky towards it, it the end. Went a little I don't know crazy. if they were thinking. It went a little crazy. I think crazy. they started dropping acid or something. I don't know. They, it, they I haven't played through Symphony of the Night. Yeah, it was, it was definitely weird. But in comparison to the video game, um, as somebody who can say that I did pretty well in Castlevania, I was never really good at it, but you know, I whipped a few bats in my days. Um, I don't have no idea how season three escalated from Castlevania, the game. No idea how that happened, but it just, it went and it, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> there, there comes a point, especially like with, with like, um, and any time that you're doing sort of a like an interpretation where you, you need to branch off a lot because if you keep it exactly the same then what's the point if you're telling the exact same story beat for beat you know um like i'm, I'm a big horror movie fan and in 1998 they remade psycho with vince vaughn and it was a yeah. scene for scene remake of psycho <laughs> to the point where, why does this even exist because just go watch the original one so oh, no like they need to take they need to take uh, uh, liberties. And to anybody who like really digs the Castlevania series, also check out Berserk, um, which I think they have three movies on Netflix, which are basically like um, uh, really like they took all the manga and the anime series and they like uh, streamlined it into like three movies, which are about two hours a piece. And it's like super Castlevania vibe, very, very violent, very dark. Um, and uh yeah really good there's some really good stuff on netflix now and they're, they're doing a great job with it uh, you know who's been doing the same stuff for the past 30 years that hasn't changed mortal Kombat. they're still cranking out they're still people are still loving it buying their yeah. games and it's the same shit for the past 30 yeah. years true. I know. wait so question to mike um how would you change Mortal Kombat then? If if there was a Mortal Kombat 12, because I think 11 came out, if there's Mortal Kombat 12, what would you change about it to make it different? Well, I think they tried some sort of like a like a solo mission. They tried that Sub Zero game for Nintendo 64, where oh, it was God. like Sub Zero's <laughs> like solo like, mission or something, and it, it was like the worst Mortal Kombat game of all mm. time. But like, I mean, it's such a good thing, like. It's a good. It works. You know what I mean. So like, what can you do? Because you know, if they start trying different things, they have a lot of bonus games inside the game where like you can get points and get costumes or whatever. Yeah. You know, but like, what can you really do to it? It's a just a. It's a good thing that a good. Um, what do you call it? A, a good. Uh, you know, it's just it, it's like what can you do? You know, before like you start ruining it. You know yeah. what I mean. I think um, if I had to answer that question, and maybe it's already been done. I don't know. But I would say, actually, this is for games in general, right? Because I think we talked about it earlier. Customization, right? Maybe it would be cool. Maybe it'd be hard, but maybe it'd be cool, like, if you can build your own fighter. I mean, they could still have the original in-game characters, like Raiden and, and all of them. Right. But, like, you know, if you want to build your own Mortal Kombat person and then go through, like, a whole story or whatever, yeah. 
Soul yeah. Caliber. Soul yeah. Caliber nailed that. Yeah. WWE yeah. for we. They did it. We're talking about Mortal Kombat. other games. We're talking about Mortal Kombat. WWE. I'm just kidding. Yeah, there's a lot of games I've done that, but not Mortal Kombat. They have not. Mm-hmm. They should. That's something they yeah. should do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it'll be. It's the same. Con- it's the same concept as Street Fighter. They pretty much have been doing the same shit for the last thirty years as well. You know, but it works. Right. It's it's uh. Not works. And it would make sense too if they did that because if anyone knows, I mean, I don't know like everything about Mortal Kombat, but I did like watch like the first couple original movies. There was a tournament, the Mortal Kombat tournament, and you know that's why there was everything going on. So, what if we had a con- you know, Mortal Kombat tournament, but instead of using the original in-game characters, you had your own character, and then you just went up the ranks, and then you got perks for being ranked high or something. You know, I don't know. Right. Yeah, make it like- and maybe like all, all your moves could be a combination of all different characters yeah. or something. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. that'd be cool. <laughs> Yeah, that would be cool. Now, I feel like they should just take the perfect movie that is Mortal Kombat Mm -hmm. and just take (laughs) that and just spit it into an 8-bit game. Perfection. Oh, my gosh. At its finest. Right. Have, like, the final, like, boss area be where they fought with the the spikes on the ground and stuff. That'd be dope. Yeah. (laughs) Mortal Kombat emblem. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be dope. Now, um, see, I, I know a little bit about Mortal Kombat. Uh, both myself, actually, uh, Maddie and Mike have all met characters that are actually in Mortal Kombat. Maddie, you you were there, right? I'm not crazy. Uh, did I meet? No, I, I didn't end up actually meeting him. Okay, never mind. Maddie wasn't there. <laughs> but um, me and Mike were fortunate enough to meet some of them. And um, something interesting that they were saying was when they were making the game, they actually filmed them motioning for the game, which is pretty interesting to think about. Imagine someone being like, oh, you're going to be in a video game, but just can you dress up in like a green suit and do motions? That'll be great. You know? (laughs) So that's what I think about every time. You have to look That was like one of the first games to do that too, I think. For sure. Yeah. Prince of Persia. Pit Fighter and then um, Mortal Kombat did. And then, but Mortal Kombat was the first one that did it well. And if you actually go on YouTube, you can look up uh, the bloopers from them filming it. And yeah, it's like, funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Persia is the first one to do rotoscoping. Oh. They took they took pictures of like it was like his little brother or something. They like threw some clothes, some some baggy clothes on him, and told him to. Parkour. <laughs> so did that. Out in the back, and they like they you know they filmed it, split it into frames, and then like pixelized it. And Prince of Persia is on like a, a dozen plus different like consoles, like and and old computers. So like it, you know that that's pretty wild. But as far as as far as like mocap and like imaging, yeah, Mortal Kombat's easily the best one to do it early on where it was like sure. it was like taken from a photograph and digitized which is pretty no, I, I think, I, so, think I got a good question when do they when do they stop doing that the whole like uh like how they fr- how they shot it in the first couple of mortal combats when do they stop that went to more cartoony like characters well mortal kombat 4 i think was the first one that had 4 is 3d, 3D. yeah 4 yeah. Is- 4 
four was the first one? There there are still games today. I remember seeing like recently that there's someone making a fighter using those kind of techniques of like rotoscoping slash like taking taking video or like photography in frames and mapping it to a game, a 2D fighter. So like it's still a thing and it like it has it has such an aesthetic like it's a very specific aesthetic. Oh yeah, but, like you know. Right, World Combat 4 is the first one. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, yeah, because then there was Mortal Kombat 1, 2 and 3 and then Ultimate which was still the same as like the first three. Right. Now, yeah. Do you guys think that one of the biggest reasons that that's even currently a thing right now is because they because if you think about it, for example, The Last of Us 2, uh, Jake, you're a Last of Us fan, right? Yeah. Okay. So The Last of Us 2, it's all motion. All motion game, right? So isn't it crazy that motion games have gotten that far? We're going from a Mortal Kombat 2 arcade machine to literally The Last of Us where the characters pretty much look like we can meet them in real life, but they're still animated. That's insane. Well, I, I think that's just kind of where... where... The, the art form is going really because i mean you look at um movies too i mean look look at movies with the motion capture they do in that like uh andy circus is like one of the most profound actors of our generation he's he was Gollum, he was uh caesar in the planet of the apes movies you know um i mean look at avatar how big that was that was all motion capture too That's crazy. And so i think it's you know and then um i never really got into it but there was uh the game la noir where uh like people's actual facial like motions would indicate if they were lying or not and it was really exaggerated but, but like, I, I think we're what about 007 when they took the employees faces and put them on the characters yeah, copy and paste it. quality <laughs> quality content right there okay yeah but it's just it's just where the where the art form is going just because it's 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 you can actually do it and you can do it um you know uh economically now and like you know some of the some of the games um i, I remember uh when i first got my ps3 I, I got uh infamous second son and just watching like the facial animations when they were talking like it looked it looked real i was like wow it looks like like real people talking to each other it's it's crazy and it's just getting better and better and yeah, uh it's amazing so you know, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, and uh, you know, Street Fighter, the movie, the game, and <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> movie, the game. Oh, <laughs> Street Fighter, the movie, the game was based on Street Fighter, the movie, but they used honestly, yeah, they used Clearly. the actual actors' movie to do. No way. Look it up. It's it's. <laughs> they used John Claude Van Damme. They used John Claude. Yeah. They used Raul Julia. They used. No way. It's it's uh. It's pretty bad. It was on Sega. It sounds it sounds amazingly amazing. Uh, I need to watch this. Noted. Yeah, it's not that. It's, it's a pile. Yeah, it's a pile. Yeah, it's not great. Um, and they also had, they had a Batman game. I think it was uh that that did that did like Mortal Kombat style digitizing. Um. So yeah, I mean it's it's getting there. I don't know. It's just crazy. Who would have thought, you know, I, I think it's very interesting to see everything in its current development, even as far as a development point. Uh, I don't know much about game development, so I'm sure Maddie could take over more on this one. 
But isn't it more intense to actually be developing this when it's motion capture, or is it easier? Um, wait, wait, you're you're asking me if, if like mocap, like guy in green suit with 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 light balls on him, like moving around, yeah. like that's that that is more more expensive, specialized um, development. It's I wouldn't say it's probably not harder for the person that does it, but that person does that and doesn't do anything else. Like big outfits, like AAA game development, like you specialize and do those things. Me, indie developer, one guy shop, I have to do the music, the artwork, the programming, the the game design, the, you know, the writing, all of those, the business. <laughs> um, I have to focus on all of those things, whereas like AAA, like that, you know, nowadays, I should say, it's it's specialized. I would say it's harder to 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 get that kind of quality and to get mocap and, and like that kind of stuff. It's probably easy to do when you have it all set up and you know how to do all of those things. Years of you know of development and, and and knowing the software and such. Doing rotoscoping, like Prince of Persia was a two man team, and um, it would be pretty like i would i again it, it's it's maybe easy in that if you think about it you could probably just you know take your camera and piece it together someone like me could do it mm. i would call it easier than doing mocap maybe <laughs> I, I guess with, at, with, at least the, the level of entry is easier with with arkham asylum when that came out there was a guy whose entire job on that game was animating batman's cape <laughs> That's it. That's the entire oh, <laughs> made his cape. That's all he did. Not flowy enough. Not, Go back. <laughs> not flowy enough. He did a good <laughs> job, but that was his job. No, that's yeah. amazing. You know what though? That, that's a that's a good business to get into. What do you do for a living? I design capes online. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm a cape smith. We've gone from 2D pixel games into 3D 4K. Yes, that is a very yeah. true statement. It's crazy how yeah. the times have changed, how games have developed in general. You know, we've where they're going for all of it. it yeah. I know, and here we are. We got VR now. You know, when we were all kids chilling in our basement playing yeah, Resident Evil 2, did we really think that we would be able to play Resident Evil 7? Like, as if we were in the game. Mm, crazy. It's only the start. I know. Like, right, they're, yeah. they're already making the treadmill things. Yeah. And it's and it's funny. It, it, like, gaming went from a niche to now it's bigger than the movie industry. Oh, right yeah. Now. It's, sure. It's, 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 it's a boom in business. How, you know, it went from, you know, a, a couple arcades here and there and maybe a home console to, like, uh, you know, like, I mean, look at Sony, like Sony, like their PlayStation is the only wing of their, their entire enterprise that's making any money. You know, it's, it's, it's big, big, big business. And especially now with what's going on with the coronavirus and everything, like, I mean, this is the time when people are sitting home playing video games. And yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, a business, a whole business where parents would say that you're rotting your brain playing video games and now kids are making millions of dollars streaming and playing video games and traveling all around the world yep. and 
competitive gaming, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Steve is a prime example of that, right? If anything, you know, he's a gamer that streams gameplay. And mm-hmm. here he is just chilling with us. He is, yeah. he is a prime Let's example to all the youth that their parents say, hey, you shouldn't invest too much time in gaming. And then Steve-O exists. those video games you're gonna go nowhere playing right (laughs) Right. yeah that's what they used to say yeah now have you ever been told that from anyone in your family steve-o um not necessarily because it's not like i was one of those kids that just like played every day all day you know um i'm pretty smart so (laughs) i didn't like do it all the time but um there, there were a few times where like you know, I would play for like an hour and then my dad would be like, you know, get off or do something else, whatever. But um, I feel like to, to go off of that, I feel like if there was a kid like that where they just that's all they did, that's probably why they said something, because you still I mean, yes, you can make money. Well, nowadays, of course, you can make money streaming games, but like you still want to get up and do things, be active, you know, uh, make get a skill, get a trade or something like that. So. I feel like that's part of the reason why they said that, but, you know, I never really played, like, all day, every day. I I was an example of that kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I played, I was all, I'm constantly playing games. I didn't really go outside a lot. I did, but um, I did play sports. I played football for three years. Like, you know, I, 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 I kickbox now. Like, I do, I do sport. I do, I do sport, but, um, you know, as a kid, like, you know, I, I'd play, like, long session, like, gameplay and stuff like that, and I would totally get yelled at my, by my parents, but in part of that, like, learning that and also being on the computer and, like, learning tools and stuff, I've turned that into, I made a video game and have sold it and made some money. It's not impressive. I'm not making millions. I'm not making thousands. I'm not even making hundreds, I would say, at this point, but... Um, I have contributed to society with a video game that I made because of the skills that I've learned in playing way too many of them and also like learning other skills around it. So like you, it can, like if if it's what you want to do and I've, I've, I've had people ask me like, well, what do you, what do you do to get into game development? And maybe, you know, maybe that's like another whole topic, but, uh, like, like if you if you want to make them go make them go figure out those things there's gajillion and a half resources to like take those steps to get there right and that's like what i did and that's where and why i am who i am now so now like i my parents like can't say much because i'm like i made a career out of messing around (laughs) so like you know, it's full-time web development, but, like, I'm also making games on the side. So, it's, you know, it's there. You just, you know, you need, you need to apply yourself, which is yeah, and, and There's the other side, too, though, you know, and it's it's true. It's like, yeah, like, any 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 anything that you have that's a stimulus, like a video game, can be addicting, too. And that's, that's I think, what a lot of parents are worried about, too, is that the amount of time, like uh, Steve-O was saying, sometimes can be a problem. And, uh yeah, it's like yeah, there there are definite benefits to you know and and entertainment aspects of, of playing video games, but it could also become really addicting as well. 
Right. See, I, I'm someone who started gaming as a hobby and it kind of developed. And to be brutally honest, like brutally honest, the only reason I even decided to push cosplaying and push gaming was because somebody told me I couldn't and I got irritated. So I did it. I made it a point to do it. And both Mike and Jake, Maddie, you have never met this person. You know who I'm talking about. But somebody got under my skin and they told me I could never and I will never. And I said, all right, I'm going to do it. Just just, to, just, just in case. Just in case I'm going to do it. And I did it out of pure spite. And it ended up becoming something that I actually really love doing, which is funny. But I mean, not to say I wasn't a gamer before because I grew up a gamer. But my career was built around spite, which then turned into success in a weird way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. So. That's always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it it a good thing. But, you know, if right. someone tells me I can't, I'll do 10 times better just to show them I could. But I won't. I had you a... run... Wait, you can't run around the world 20 times in 10 minutes. Watch me. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> I see that the thing about nowadays, had... too, is with video games, it's not just like it's just a video game. Now, especially with streaming, um, it's basically entertainment for people to watch. Like I know, yeah. um, yeah. the one of the reasons why we're trying to get gaming to be more predominant on here is because, like, okay, like my roommate, for example, he's older than me, and he's always like, "Why would I want to watch people play games? Or why do you do that?" And it's like, it's one, if you like that game, you're you're gonna be interested. But two, it's like, oh wow, you did that. I can do that so much better. Or you know, wow, you're amazing because you set the record or something like that, you know? So it's like, like for me, when I was doing Minecraft, it I mean, trust me, Minecraft, boring to watch. I get it. I totally understand. But when you're actually doing something, right, like me, when, the reason why I, I had my viewers and stuff is because I made it personal to them. Like, I would build something, and then, like, I remember my, my first major world that I built on Live Me was So Evil World. And it was huge. I had schools. I had subway system. I had everything. And I remember the first major Dang. thing I built wow. was Best Park. B-E-S-S Park. Like, almost like Best Park. And the reason why is because one of the people that watched me, her name was Bessie. And, like, I, that was the first thing I made. So I was like, okay, Best Park. And I literally made a park for her. And she was like, wow, that's amazing. And so every time she would come to my stream because – she get to see best part, you know, it's nothing crazy, but it's little things like that where you get people involved. Now they want to stay, you know, yeah, personalized. Yeah. For yeah. See with me, I play more of like the horror games. Steve, you stopped in my stream before you kind of get my drift. I'm more mm -hmm. of the person that takes everything nobody wants to do in a video game and I do it so they don't have to. You know, <laughs> so that's kind of always where I went with that, and it tends to work. So, right. So yeah. Yeah, I, um, I really, honestly, like I said, that's that's really what helped me out the most, just making things personal. You know, whether it was going into a creative world and just making a whole tile of people's names, or you know, asking people, "Hey, what color should this floor be? What stone should that wall be? Whatever." Um, I feel like that helps out a lot to get people to watch game streams because there's 
there's countless amount of people that are game streamers. You know, I try and get people on live me all the time. Hey, come, come be a regular streamer or, you know, whatever, because I have an agency. And then I'll be like, well, I can't do a regular stream, but I, I play games. I play PlayStation. I play PC. And I'm like, okay, that's amazing. That's great. Um, you can still come on live me and do that, you know, and then they always result to the other streaming app that I don't want to mention. But um, in my honest opinion, I don't know how you guys feel about it. It, I'm, I'm not going to say the name because I know you guys know what it is. I feel like it's much harder on that platform to become predominantly known for, for a respectful yeah. reason than it is to stream game stream on here. Because on here, you can treat it as a regular stream as long as you're doing the right things. Over there, you know, you got to become an affiliate and do all this and do all that. And it's, again, it's putting in work to get where you want to go, which is good. But realistically, a lot of people nowadays are, they're lazy. They don't want to put in the work to get somewhere, whether it's gaming or YouTube or music or whatever. So they come here, they stream games, they have a better opportunity. There's also so many more things you could do with live main, you know, customizing and different options. And there's just so much more to live main than than other other. The, apps, the bases you know? are here for live me. You just have to know how to use them to your advantage. Um, I guess you know what we're coming to the end of our stream, Steve. Do you have any advice for any up and coming gamers that just want to be chilling here? Honestly, I would say be yourself and treat it as a regular stream because a lot of people when they get on they're playing call of duty and i see this all the time especially new streamers they'll get on and they'll just play and play and play when they have a break or something like that then they'll look at the screen and then they'll just play and it's like you have to do both you have to be able to manage the game as well as manage your chat especially when you're starting out um and it's the same thing with regular streaming too. If you if you have a bunch of people that are come to, coming into your stream and you're not interacting with them, they're gonna leave. I do it all the time. I go into someone's stream, they might say hey, but then they don't talk to me for the rest of the stream, and I I leave because it's like you don't know I'm here, you don't know I'm gone, you know. So make sure you be yourself. Don't try and be anyone else. Um, interact with people and make it personal. You know that's the easiest thing because everybody's playing a game. You know if Kelsey plays Call of Duty, that's great. If I play Call of Duty, that's great. We're both gonna get views, but if Kelsey goes through and she makes it personal for people and I'm just sitting there playing a game, they're going to go to her stream because that's something that is memorable. They're going to remember that. They feel more comfortable. Okay. Well, um, I guess that ends our stream for today. Steve, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast. If you care to listen to it later, it will be up on uh, Spotify later on this week. With that said, a side note, we are super happy that we got to have Steve-O on here. Um, not next week, but the following week, which will be June 26th, we actually will be having a professional YouTuber known as True Triz, who will be coming on and talking to us about Fortnite, which I guess is actually perfect, considering we just spoke to Steve-O about Minecraft, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, would you guys like to say anything before we end the podcast? All of you guys Dude, are- Steve-O, thanks. All of you guys are amazing. Yeah, thank you so yeah, much, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Steve. Thank you so much. It was man. very nice meeting you and talking to you. Yeah, you too. You're always welcome back whenever you feel like it. Yeah, of course. I'll definitely check you guys out. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching. As always, I am Calcium Chloride. Let's go right to left. I'm Magnesium Mike. <laughs> I'm Magnesium Mike. Sleazy Rodriguez. Maddie Rage.
and Steve-O so evil. And this was episode two of Lagging Out. <laughs>